So I came up with this idea for a video series and I'm going to try it out. And if it works, maybe it'll be something I do on a regular basis. If not, big deal, I'll try something different. My name is Jim. I'm with CGC Sports Illustrated. So this is a uh, potentially new video series that I'm doing and I'm calling this One and Done. And what I'm going to do is for each video in the series, I'm going to take a deep dive into one specific issue of Sports Illustrated. Uh, we'll take a look at the issue, you know, dive into pop reports and recent sales, but also tell some stories specifically about the issue and, and you know, the athlete. And, you know, you know, whenever I try something out new, I'm a firm believer and you should always put your best, most interesting ideas first. And that's what I've done here. Uh, so uh, we're going to be talking about a big dog today. All-time grail, quite possibly the most collectible issue in the entire hobby. It's the 56 Mickey Mantle first cover. So uh, here it is. Absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. This one came out on June 18th, 1956. It is uh, Sports Illustrated Volume 4, issue number 25. I mean, this piece has everything you could want in a collectible. Number one, it's freaking Mickey Mantle. Let's start there. And I'm not going to dive into why Mickey Mantle is so collectible. I'm going to assume you're well aware of, of, of why Mickey Mantle is so collectible. But I do think there are a couple of fun and interesting Mickey Mantle stories that I always like to talk about. Um, and like I said, then we'll also take a look at the pop reports. We'll talk about some things that are unique to this issue um, and go from there. So, you know, growing up in high school, so Mickey Mantle grew up in Oklahoma. He was a three-sport athlete in high school, played baseball, basketball, and football. This is fascinating. He was offered a full-ride scholarship to play football for the University of Oklahoma Sooners. So if you think back and imagine, by the way, at the time they were coached by their Hall of Fame, all-time famous coach, Bud Wilkinson, um, and Mickey Mantle would have played on the 1950 Oklahoma National Championship team. So... I'm always fascinated as, you know, people make decisions in their lives, especially when they're young, how things could have turned out differently. I mean, he was offered a scholarship to Oklahoma, top program in the country. They won a national championship in 1950. Just amazing um, how his life and our view of Mickey Mantle could have been drastically different. And then this story is also from high school is, is, is you know, again, crazy about how things could have turned out so differently for him. He almost had to have his leg amputated when he was in high school, came down with a nasty infection in his leg. It wouldn't go away. And in fact, the doctors recommended to his parents that they should amputate the leg. They should give them the go ahead to amputate the leg. Their only other option was to try treating it with this brand new drug. And they weren't sure how it was going to work. It's a brand new drug that's just starting to be used for things like this called penicillin. And his parents obviously opted to treat it with the penicillin. and. The leg got better and it was saved and it never had to be amputated. So, you know, both of those are crazy stories, you know, from his youth that, you know, easily could have turned out very differently for Mickey Mantle and, and things could have been different. Um, one more Mickey Mantle story. And this one actually just resurfaced again recently. I'm going to show you the auction about it and that sort of stuff. So in 1972, the Yankees, and this is after Mickey Mantle retired, the Yankees were working on putting together a yearbook because it was the 50th anniversary of the franchise. I'll pull it up here, too. Um, and so they sent out a questionnaire to a bunch of former players and asked them a bunch of questions so they could include these quotes and things in the yearbook. And one of the questions was, what was an outstanding experience you had at Yankee Stadium? 
This is not a joke. You can see this here. By the way, this 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 survey that was sent out and Mickey Mantle's handwritten response and signature, all those documents were just up for auction on, on Leland's at the end of last year, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But again, one of the survey questions was, what was an outstanding experience you had at Yankee Stadium? And if you can see this closely, here's what Mickey Mantle wrote. Quote, I got a blowjob under the right field bleachers by the bullpen. The man's a legend. Come on. Great story. So this letter, the response from Mantle and all these documents just sold uh, in December of 2022 at Leland's Auction House for $250,000 and a um, great freaking Mickey Mantle story. I love that one. Okay, so um, let's talk into why this issue specifically is so collectible. Mantle aside, so number one, Let's take a look at it here. It looks freaking amazing. I've said this before. I'm a huge fan of that very tight, close headshot of the athlete on the cover. I just think it's just an up-close, intimate shot. Really stunning. Um, and SI used to do this a lot more often back in the day. Not so much with modern issues, but here's a couple of examples. So here's one from 1954. This is why Tittle's first Sports Illustrated cover. Again, he's got his helmet on. Super ultra close tight headshot. I just love that. Um, you know this issue. This is Yogi Berra's first cover from 1955. Again, really intimate, uptight, close headshot. And then, um, you know, they do it occasionally here with um, with modern issues. And so this is one right here. This is Aaron Rodgers. This is his first Sports Illustrated cover um, from 2000 line, 2009. So I think visually... The Mickey Mantle cover is everything that you could want in a superstar Hall of Famer's first cover. And keep in mind, the big the big stars, they don't all look that good. So let's here's some examples of some awful first covers. This may be the worst out of all of them. This is Lou Alcinder's first Sports Illustrated cover. Now, as you see this here, you have to keep in mind, this is a gatefold. And this image is showing it with it open. So normally, everything here and over to the right, after the issue has been graded, you would never see that because that would be folded in. So Luel Cinder's first cover is actually just the first cover of a uh, part of his leg and his hand and uh, a terrible first cover. Uh, this is Bo Jackson's first cover, 1985. Not great. Small picture of Bo when he was in college, sharing the cover with a couple of other guys. Not the best. Um, I've talked about this one before. This is Johnny Bench's first Sports Illustrated cover from 1968. It's okay. He's sharing the cover with a bunch of other rookies. Just not great. You really want that athlete to be prominently featured um, just like this, just like Mick. And, and it looks amazing and fantastic. Uh, so the visual appeal of it, definitely um, a big part of it. But what is also so cool about this issue is the existence of the centerfold variant. And how is it? that Mickey Mantle pieces always seem to have some sort of crazy story about them. Of course, there's the famous you know, story about his 1952 Topps uh, rookie card where tons of those Series 2 sets were dumped, literally dumped into the Hudson River in New York because Topps could not give them away and tried for 10 or 15 years to give them away, and they were just sitting in a warehouse, and then they just dumped them in the river. Um, and now there's this crazy centerfold variant on his first Sports Illustrated cover. So the vast majority of these issues were produced um, 
like normal with all the pages in there. But for some reason, a small number of issues were produced and distributed with pages 37 through 40 missing. And the rumor and story about this is that only copies that were distributed in the northeast part of the country had the missing pages. All the rest of the copies that were distributed across the whole United States had all the pages. So this makes copies graded and labeled as centerfold variant much more rare. So let's look at the CGC census here. And uh, for this issue, you can see that it's set up um, and it says right here, distributed first Mickey Mantle cover distributed with centerfold pages 37 through 40 intact. But then if we scroll down, we get the centerfold variant. And let's look at this crazy low pop report here. You can see that the regular newsstand version, there's only been 28 total copies graded. The centerfold variant, there's only been seven total copies of the centerfold variant, gra variant graded together. So even if you add both of those together, that's still less than 40 newsstand copies that have ever been graded in this issue in total. These are impossible to find. Super rare. They rarely come up for sale. But this is all something to keep in mind if you go on the look for one of these, um, that there is, the majority of them are going to be the normal newsstand issue, but there are a handful of copies out there that are labeled centerfold variant, and you just kind of need to know what that means, and so you can be as informed as you can be if you look to bid on one of these next time it comes up for auction. So let's look at some recent sales, and like I said, these are impossible to find and very rarely come up for auction. Um, in fact, Heritage has only had two newsstand copies come up for auction in the last three years. So you can see this is a 6.0. This is, by the way, one of the seven centerfold variants. So this is a 6.0 centerfold variant. This sold in 2022 on Heritage for $1,800. And then we've got this one. This is the amazing, incredible 9.0 newsstand um, that sold in August 2022 for $27,600. Let's go back to the pop reports here. So for the regular um, newsstand issue, there's two 9.6s that exist. Never seen those for sale. There are six 9.4s that exist. I've never seen any of those for sale. There's one 9.2, and then there's that one 9.0 that we just saw auctioned up um, at Heritage last year. Now, of the centerfold variants, there's a 9.0, there's an 8.5, 6, 5, 7.0, 6.2 6.5s, and uh, and a 6.0. And this was the 6.0 that we saw that was auctioned off last year on Heritage for $1,800. So that's it for this edition of One and Done. Let me know if you think this is a good idea. And uh, if it is, I'll do some more of these. And let me know if you think this is a terrible idea, too. I'm cool with that. Thanks for watching. Appreciate it.